What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Century, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we'll talk about the trade that the Los Angeles Lakers made and how that really is about them just missing Alex Cruz. So we'll also get into talking about Tony Bradley's contract, when the Bulls can come off of it, and then some interesting prospects and free agents they could go after to fill that role when they're able to get off uh, Tony Bradley's contract. We'll talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So as many people saw yesterday on Kobe's birthday, no less, the Lakers did make a trade. Uh, in which they move basically a package that uh, involved THT for Patrick Beverly um, and, you know, bringing in a, a tough defensive minded guard um, that is scrappy, uh, that can do a lot of things on ball and off ball. And let me stop myself right there. A lot of what I'm saying kind of sounds like like Alice Cruz. So basically what the what the Los Angeles Lakers did is that they they. Proved that their decision to bet on THT over Alice Caruso just did not pan out. That's the way that it worked out, right? So they go after uh, uh, Patrick Beverly. They bring him in. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits on that team and what he ends up actually bringing for that team. But with that being said, it, is this is this anything significant? No. It's just a way for me to talk about Alice Caruso and how good Alice Caruso is when he's on the floor. Um, yeah, there's some shooting concerns and things like that with Alice Caruso. But, you know, once Alice Caruso, he's he's every year of his career, he's gone back and forth between about 35% shooting from three, then the next season, 40% shooting from three. We're, we're due for a 40% shooting from three season from Alice Caruso. So it'll be interesting to see how that next season does pan out for him. But like I said, the Lakers making this deal. A lot about nothing. They send THT and Stanley Johnson um, over for Patrick Beverly. And the Lakers are still trying to figure it out, right? Now with LeBron James re-upping there, they know they're going to have him. AD still under contract. They're trying to find whatever they can do. Now, there are some Lakers fans that are even calling for Patrick Beverly to start. I don't give a damn. It's the Lakers. It's not the Bulls. It ain't got nothing to do with me or my team. But this does say that, hey, they go out and they get a much worse version of Alex Caruso, basically. Now, that's not the crap on Patrick Beverly. He is a Chicago player, by the way. Uh, uh, but, you know, he can come off. Like, last season, uh, Patrick Beverly uh, with the Wolves, 9.2 points per game, 4.6 assists, 4.1 rebounds, and 1.2 steals in 58 games. That is not bad at all, right? It's, it's not great. It's not bad. So we'll, we'll see what that means that, that comes of Patrick Beverly, how he fits on that Lakers team, if he makes them any more dangerous. No. I can answer that now. No, that's not going to be the case. But with that being said, like, like I said, shout out to Alice Caruso for just – the Lakers realized that they did make a mistake. The Lakers could have had DeMar DeRozan and Alice Crusoe and paid much less than what they paid for, like, for just Russell Westbrook last season. So the Lakers understood that they made a mistake. They bet on youth. It did not come to fruition. And it is what it is there. I'm glad that Alice Caruso's here. It, it shaped up the way that it needed to shape up, and it brought him to the Chicago Bulls. And hopefully, just hopefully, he has a fully healthy season so we can really get that full impact of Alice Caruso on the Chicago Bulls roster. But let's get into the next topic for today, which isn't anything major, but as many Bulls fans have known, uh, is that Tony Bradley is still with the Chicago Bulls. Now, the Chicago Bulls can cut his contract, I think, after about game four or five, um, and then... Uh, they can sign another player at the veterans minimum without going into the luxury tax. We know that this is one thing that this team um, is trying to do is avoid the luxury tax, whether you agree with it or disagree with it. And there's some people that are of the mindset of, hey, Tony Bradley, especially now that he's going to be the second right uh, big off the bench, not even the first big off the bench. He's definitely going to be behind Andre Drummond, only, still only 24 years old. 
He had the best defensive rating of his career last season. He had averages of three points, 3.4 rebounds, and five assists um, with a PER of 14.94, which, honestly, that PER is not bad for uh, for a bench player. It's not great, but it's not bad for a bench player at all. So the question remains, like, what does that look like? Could could Tony Bradley actually find a role? Me and Pat over on Lockton Bulls have joked several times now that maybe with the added competition of Andre Drummond, maybe it unlocks something in Tony Bradley. It's not likely. And more than likely, what I think is going to happen is that the Bulls are going to do one of two things when it comes to Tony Bradley's contract. They're going to hold on to it until... They either need to open up a roster spot or they can include them in a trade. Again, I've been very vocal. I don't think the Bulls are really going to do any type of big-time things with that tra- with any type of trades. But that being said, he could be given every opportunity to show that he, he, he improved. Like I said, still very young. He has shown some flashes. It's really just an inconsistency thing incompetence with being able to hold on to the ball at times with, with Tony Bradley as well um, that, you know, it's a reason why we went to Tristan Thompson, who very who wasn't much better either, uh, to be to be honest. But Tony Bradley, looking at his stats, it's not the worst thing in the world. And I know stats can be a little bit misleading, right? Stats don't uh, they paint part of the picture. They help you paint the full picture, but they're not the full picture. But I went over his numbers. But outside of that, he did finish on fifty eight point five percent shooting, which mostly came around the rim, which isn't that great. If you heard that from like a, a player that actually shot out on the perimeter mid range, it's a little bit different. But he did finish in the seventy second percentile um, or better in both offensive and defensive rating. It's and. Uh, efficiency differential, which efficiency differential, it it removes garbage time and just looks at actual good playing time in that. So it's not as horrible as what it looks. Now, if you, again, stats can be a little bit misleading because if you actually watch the Chicago Bulls games, you know that there are just times out there where Tony Bradley did not look like an NBA player. But there are some vocal Bulls fans that do think that maybe the Bulls should hold on to him. But for the nature of this conversation, what I'm going to talk about, like and like I was saying, I was getting into, the Bulls can do one of two things. I see with them, to, well, one of three things. They can either keep him, right? He can Maybe he does come into training camp. Maybe he does look vastly improved. Maybe he does show a little bit more competency with his footwork and, and confidence and things like that. That's one of the options. I don't think that that's a very realistic one, but it is an option. But the other two that I kind of want to focus on here are what they can do if they do decide to move on from Tony Bradley's contract. One of those things is that they can waive him initially at the uh at the point where they can wave him which i think is like like i said around game five or six they can hold on to his contract and hold that out into the buyout market right they can wait to the buyout market survey what other players are going to be bought out and then decide to waive his contract and then bring in a player at the veterans minimum around that buyout deadline now the buyout that we made last season that we brought in and tristan thompson didn't really wasn't really what we expected or hoped that he was going to be but you never know so it really depends on what type of flexibility that the Chicago Bulls want to allow. If there's somebody out there right now that they want to go after, um, then they may not wait into the buyout market. And even if they do, right, it's veteran minimum contract. So let's say the Bulls were to waive Tony Bradley's contract. Let's say they waive it two weeks into the season. Then they go out and sign a veteran. That veteran will come in at the veteran's minimum, and then they still could waive that veteran if they do see a better player that they want to go after in, in the buyout market. So it could be one of both things. But the, for the nature of this conversation in today's episode, I want to focus on if the Bulls do decide, and this came up in last night's live stream, and I didn't really have a list of, of potential people in front of me, but I want to break this down now. If they do decide to buy out Tony Bradley as early as they can, whenever the date is that they can buy out, um, not buy out, but waive Tony Bradley and bring in somebody at the veteran's minimum, who are 
are potential targets that the Bulls could go after that could add something to this roster. One of the first names that came up was Carmelo Anthony. When you look at what we were trying to go after with Danilo Gallinari, a four that can come in, still shoot the ball some, be effective on the offensive end. And, and Carmelo Anthony hasn't he's, he hasn't been terrible defensively as a, a bench as a bench big, right? Um, but I do think that there is some concerns, especially when you have a team that maybe isn't the the most solid defensively from from top to bottom. Um, that maybe you don't want to bring in a player like Carmelo Anthony. You want to go a different way with a two uh, two way player. But I do want to talk about Carmelo Anthony here, and then I'll go into some of the other options. So, so last season was a solid season for Carmelo Anthony when you look at it coming off the bench. I just want to break down his numbers a little bit. Last season. For the Los Angeles Lakers, he played in 69 games. He only started three of those games. And in, in that time, he did shoot the ball 41% from the field overall, 37% from three-point range. He averaged 13.3 points per game and shot the ball 83% from free throw range. That is solid when you're looking at a player coming off the bench, being able to provide some scoring, things like that. His defensive rating last season as well was 114, which, again, isn't great. You want to kind of be more towards that 110 range, which for his career, Carmelo Anthony is a 108. 8.6 uh, defensive rating player, but again, defensive rating isn't everything. It paints some of that picture, but not the full picture, so let me be clear there. Um, but with that being said, Carmelo Anthony was a solid bench player last season. Now, the fact that he doesn't have a role and has not found a team yet is kind of perplexing in, in just when you consider the fact that he actually was effective last season as a bench player. So, Carmelo Anthony is definitely a player that, again, considering that they did have interest in Danilo Gallinari, that I would not mind at all. You think about the versatility and how you can use Carmelo Anthony. He can definitely play next to DeMar DeRozan. You even can get some matchups where you play him and Patrick Williams out there together. He's not going to be, I don't think, as much as a threat in the three-point, uh, uh, I'm sorry, in the in the fast break offense and transition offense, but with that being said, like, you can use him in the pick and roll. We know the, the, that Carmelo has a great offensive skill set. It's not he doesn't have the impact that he once did, but still being able to be a player that can get you 13 points off the bench, and he did that in 26 minutes. He won't. He may not get those type of minutes coming in for the Chicago Bulls, but again, it's not a player that I that I would necessarily be be down on the idea of bringing Carmelo Anthony in if we did decide to move on from Tony Bradley and cut his contract when we can. Now, a couple of the other options out there, Montrez Harrell, again, solid player for what he is, what he does, right? He knows his role. He does that role very well. You talk about bringing in a goon, something like that. Montrez Harrell can absolutely be that for the Chicago Bulls. On top of that, LaMarcus Aldridge out there. With LA, the injury concerns, other things kind of, kind of would get me kind of off him a little bit um so that's what i feel on that one uh, if i knew he was going to be able to stay fully healthy i wouldn't necessarily be down on the idea especially because at that point it's a veteran minimum contract if he doesn't perform well you can cut him no harm no foul there uh dwight howard again if we didn't have andre drummond then i'd be higher on on dwight dwight howard and i think dwight howard is even a better true rim protector than what andre drummond is but i don't see them going after a player like dwight howard hassan whiteside just because of having andre drummond here unless andre just comes in and he's not effective at all for the Chicago Bulls. Another one that the Bulls could go after, and one that we've talked about a lot, is DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins could be an option for the Chicago Bulls, but again, 
I don't necessarily see that one coming to fruition at all, in my opinion. But there are some interesting things that the Bulls could do and go out go out there for. By the way, Tristan Thompson's still absolutely a free agent, and he deserves to be. But I'm going to move on from that. Uh, so there are some there are some options out there for the Chicago Bulls if they do decide to move on from Tony Bradley's contract early on. And there are not, and it's not just players that you just bring in towards the. They will probably play back of the uh, bench rows, but if you do need to rely on them, you can see them coming into the bench rotation, playing not as many minutes as what they have in their career, but still giving solid things for the Chicago Bulls so it really is it's going to be interesting to see what AK does he's probably going to take a look through training camp through the through the games that Tony Bradley is here but again like I said if they don't do something early on because you know with Bulls fans we can be uh impatient some Bulls fans are going the moment that Tony Bradley can be waived and they're gonna if that doesn't happen oh the AK failed again but don't be surprised if that whatever ultimately happens with Tony Bradley's contract does not. We don't see that until maybe the buyout market comes. There's absolutely a world in which that happens. I do think, though, and I've been vocal about, I don't think the Bulls are going to make any major moves. And they may not even make it at the trade deadline. They may very well wait until and, and see this out. Now, if a deal presents itself, if there's one, if, if something does happen and Kobe does play a little bit better and they still decide to move on from Kobe, absolutely there are some options out there. But I don't know if we see the Chicago Bulls do some of the, the bigger moves that some people will make. But one that they can do is cutting Tony Bradley and bringing in somebody at that veterans minimum. So we're going to wait and see. They also still do have $7 million of a mid-level exception. So we'll see what they end up doing with that. I don't think it's going to be much. I think the roster is kind of set in what it is. But do not be surprised that if, especially let's say Marco comes in, Marco is still not ready. He's still not what the Chicago Bulls front office wanted him to be. He's not ready to contribute. He's still getting completely burnt out there and not giving you offense. And Tony Bradley, we could very well see the Chicago Bulls move on to get another four in here, somebody who can play maybe four, five, three, four, and maximize on those minutes. So be on the lookout. Let me know down below what you think. Who do you think if the Bulls do move on or when they do move on from Tony Bradley's contract, if it is in the season, who do you think are some of the players that they you would like to see the Bulls go after and maybe bring in to kind of fill out this 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 bench a little bit and add another body let me know all that down below but again thank you for tuning in to chicago bull central and being the best part of the show make sure you're following the show at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bull central pod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text and our voicemail the number to do so is 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related and like i like to end every episode on love you guys go bulls peace y'all This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.